What's up, folks? Before we get started on this episode, there's two quick things I want to tell you. Number one, we're all quarantined right now, and this is not even for your sake, but for mine. I feel better letting you know that there are moments in the following episode where the Wi-Fi is glitchy. We're all stuck at home. Wi-Fi is what it is. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that, okay? Um, and now I feel better that I, now that I've told you that, all right? Secondly, and probably more importantly, over the last several months or so, I have been doing um, a deep dive into my own understanding of diversity and inclusion, and I have completed a course of study through Cornell University. And what that means for you is that I would like to offer for any of you who are listening, if you are a part of an organization or a church, a nonprofit, whatever, or you just personally want to go deeper in your own understanding and your own um, sort of practice of diversity, inclusion, or justice, I am available to you. So you can uh, reach out to me at CoreyEvanLeak.com or through any of my social media handles, which are in the show notes of this and every episode of Existential. All right, folks, I appreciate all of you listening. Uh, let's jump into episode 22 of Existential. This is Existential, the podcast that reminds us that we're human first before we're anything else. And from that place, we can hear each other's stories and experiences as we wrestle with issues of justice, faith, and culture. I'm your host, Corey Leak. Thanks for listening. All right, Existential audience listeners, um, today... We have back with us my guy, Rolando Lamb. He was the first ever guest, uh, the very first episode of the podcast. And like I told y'all, then I'm going to tell you again that this is my brother, um, one of the deepest thinkers that I know, one of my best friends in the whole world, and somebody who inspires me and anybody around him to just be a better human, a better person. I said before, he was one of the most godly people I knew. And I don't say that to be like, to assign any sort of religion to him, but to say that, to say that if you think of virtue and justice and purity and peace, whatever you think about God, um, you know, my guy exhibits those things. Now, not that he is God, obviously. You know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Where, where? My guy Rose here. So, man, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Man, thank you, brother, for having me. Glad to be back. You already know. It's like this family time right here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what, what have you been up to, man? I know, I know you've been quarantined like the rest of us. Well, like... Like like we should be. I don't know if everybody is, but like, I, know, I know you've been living that quarantine. Right, right. You know, <laughs> I think me and, my, me and my wife was talking about this. A lot of these young bucks out here, they don't care about this 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 coronavirus. They like, look, yeah. we getting it in. I'm like, they think they're invincible. All right, yeah. right. Um, but yeah, I'm doing the quarantine life. I got four kids, so I'm I'm stuck in the house with them all day. Them and the wife, and uh, yeah, just. Um, Reading, writing. I go to the grocery store, the bookstore, and the comic book store. Those are the only three places I've been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, tell me about that. The comic book store is open in Georgia. I thought like yeah. I thought everything would be closed, but you said the comic book store is open right now. Yeah, they still open. So we got a lot of restaurants open, but the bookstores are open, the comic book stores are open. And um, like we was talking a little bit off air, the comic book stores are in a dangerous position right now. And so what's happening with that is... And this, this is going to sound crazy, but there's one comic book distributor for all the comic book stores in the nation. 
like wow. one one distributor and wow. they just put out an announcement probably about two days ago now saying that they not they're not receiving no more shit so they get the comic books from the from the publisher then they yeah, disperse yeah. them out to the stores so they say we're not taking no more shipments and we're not shipping nothing else out so what that means is when I went to the comic book store this week, they said this is the last week for new comic books. So any like wow. until further notice, no new titles are coming out. But that's how comic books, comic book stores make their money. Cause you know, you got people who have like subscriptions, right? So oh, I, yeah. I may have like 10 books a week. I just go in and get my pull list. But if there's no new comics, I'm probably not going in there, you know. So the community, the comic book community is just trying to, you know, come together, going in, buying, you know, old comics or graphic novels, basically anything that's going to help comic book stores stay in business because they already struggle. And this just right. adds on to it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, so we could, we could theoretically after this, if this, if this stays this way for the next, I don't know, six, seven months, we could have no more comic books is what you're telling me. In, in two to three months, comic book stores are going to go out of business. Like, for real. Like, they're just going to go out of business unless, you know, somebody put, is putting a lot of money. Because they still got to pay rent. You know what I'm saying? So, if, if the country opens up or whatever, and Diamond, that's the company that, the, the distributor, they decide, well, we're still not going to send stuff out. They still got to pay rent, but nobody's buying anything. It's just not a good look. It's not a good look. So... Dang, a lot of people man. are scared. A lot of people are like, we don't know what we're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Just like, I'm just like, I'm gonna just write through it. You know, when we come on the other side of this, I'm gonna have stuff to to publish and put out. You know, so yeah, I, yeah. I wrote a children's book last week, and okay. I'm talking to an artist right now, um, and I'm working on a comic book that's about to be finished. Um, so I'm just like, I'm gonna just use this time and just write. So when we come on the other side, like I said. I'm going to be ready to go. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Now, now you talked about something just now that was one of the reasons I wanted to, I wanted to have you back on the show because um, you and I were talking the other day and you said something to me that was just like, it was fascinating, man. I was just kind of like, when you said it, I like sat up, was like, yo, like this, like you right. said, <laughs> you said that during this time right now, you were feeling some angst, you know, feeling some, yeah. uh, some, some anxiety over all of this, this stuff. Yeah. And you and I now tell me if, if I'm not quoting it correctly, but what I remember you saying is, I wish I could be a Christian. Right, right. Now, <laughs> now to give some backstory to people who, who may not know, because yeah, yeah. I don't think we talked about this last time you were on, you're right. the first person I ever heard use the term, I no longer consider myself exclusively Christian. Yeah. Like, you know, you grew up, you know, with fundamentalist parents, just like I did. You grew up in church, your dad's a pastor. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of have similar backgrounds, but you came to a point where you're like, listen, I cannot subscribe to all of this stuff anymore. Right. Right. But with this Corona stuff, you came back around and were like, yo, I wish I could be. And I was fascinated by you saying that. And I want yeah. you to ex like to expound on that because it was really, really interesting what you had to say yeah. about that. So, um, you know, for me, when all of the coronavirus stuff started happening, I just realized I was dealing with a lot of fear. And I couldn't figure out why I was so afraid. Like, it was just, it was just weighing on me. Like everything I was doing, I was just scared. I was like, look, Kia, we got to get water in the house. We got to get, we got to get bread. We got to get extra this and the third. We got to get tissue. We got to get all this stuff. I'm like, look, I don't know nothing about like 
like outdoorsy stuff. I need to figure out like, all right, am I gonna have to hunt for our food? Like I'm like, we need a first aid kit. <laughs> I'm thinking of like all this stuff. We need a first aid kit, flashlights, lanterns, candles. I'm like going through the whole list. And I was in the car and I was on the way back from, I think I was getting, I went to Home Depot and I got like a first aid kit, flashlight, like all this stuff. And I'm pulling up to the house and I thought, man, like, I just, I really wish I could be a Christian again. And when I thought it immediately, I was like, what? And it, it was just, it was a crazy, it was a crazy thought. It was a thought that I knew came out of fear. And I was just like, what in the world is that? And I sat down and started to write about it. And one of the things that, that um, one of the things that came up as I was writing was I remember my dad would say, um, he had like this quote he would say, and he would say, you know, I would rather, I would rather be a Christian now die and find out that heaven wasn't real than to not be a Christian, die and find out that hell is real. Right, 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 right. And, and the sound thing, logic. Right, sound logic. I'm like, that makes sense. That's cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. The thing that I was thinking about was there's so much fear in that statement. There's, a, there's an acknowledgement yeah. of a fear there. And I, I don't want to argue, I'm not arguing what's true or what's not true. But in that statement, you, it seems to me that you're saying, even if this isn't true, yeah. I would rather do this because I would rather believe this because I don't want to experience what it would be like if I didn't have this. Mm. And mm. I remember the day that I, the day that I became comfortable saying that I, I wasn't exclusively a Christian. I remember I was sitting in McDonald's drive through mm. I was thinking about being a Christian. I was thinking about, I was like, what's, what's keeping me from making the transition? What's keeping me from making the jump out of this Christian bubble? Mm-hmm. And the, the thing I thought was, I'm, I'm afraid to go to hell. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. it's not about, it's not, I don't necessarily think all of this stuff is true. I don't necessarily think that, you know, I need all of these different things to live a good life. But the simple fact that I could potentially go to hell if I, if I decide, I don't want to do this like this no more. If that's the only thing that's keeping me here, that's a problem. And for me, at least, that was yeah. a problem. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's so, there's so much to that. And, and I, I remember when I was younger, one of the main reasons that I, that, you know, that, that I was trying to stay on a straight and narrow was a bunch of fear was like, yeah. you know, I, I remember, um, there were lots of things I didn't do as a teenager that I thought the moment I do this thing, yeah. the rapture is going to happen. It's right? Over. Like, it's over. It's over. The moment I do this, there's gonna, you know, for those of you who don't know what the rapture is, you know, there's this Christian idea that like that Jesus is coming back and like going to all the Christians are going to disappear from the planet. Right. Right. right and and right. I believe this as, as, as a kid. And I thought like the moment I do something I shouldn't be doing, that's the exact moment and I'll be left behind and have to deal with the market of beasts and all this kind of stuff. And right. Right. And as I, as I got older and I started to realize that those things are not, um, they're just, those, those are not things that I subscribe to anymore. Right. Um, it, it, it was a challenge and I, I had a similar moment where I was like, 
I don't believe all of these things anymore. Like, I, and, and I don't think that all those things are necessary for me to even be a Christian. Right. But I don't right. believe these things anymore. And I felt that same sort of angst that you felt. But I think mine right. was a little different. I felt a little bit of like, um, will people in my life still accept me mm. if I remove this belief and this belief and this belief from my catalog of belief? Will they still let you know? Will they still let me call myself a Christian? Right, right. If I don't, if I don't subscribe to all this stuff, like, did you ever deal with any of that stuff? Like, like, because your dad again, your dad's a pastor, right? So you know, I imagine a lot of your family is that way. Did you ever? Did you feel any sense of like, man, this is gonna, it's gonna cost me some relationship? I I didn't even consider that. Like that wasn't even like I realized that that was once I once I did it and I started to see people react. I was like, oh. I should have thought about that. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this is, I didn't realize this was a thing. But beforehand, I didn't even think about that. I was just so caught up in like my own internal, you know, struggle. I wasn't even thinking about, and I remember I was having a conversation with my wife one day and she said, she said, well, you don't understand how this is, how this is going to affect the people around you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> She's like, you don't know how this is affecting them. I'm like, what? And then as I have more conversations, I'm like, oh wow. Like people, like people were really hurt over the decision, the decision I was making. I'm just like, yo, really? And it just, I, I wish I had thought about it like you thought about it. I just, I, it didn't even cross yeah. my mind. Didn't even cross my mind. Man. Yep. Well, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I think I think I think the the other thing about it is while we while we think about a time like um, you know, this this time we're in with COVID-19 and people are there's so much mixed information out there. Even if you watch the news all day long, which I don't recommend anybody do, I think I think there's a there's a balance between staying informed and consuming too much media, especially when it's constant bad news, right? But there's also within the information that we're getting about this virus, all kinds of mixed information and, and and some inaccurate information that's out there, some accurate information that we don't know if we can trust it, which creates this, this sense of uncertainty, which in any time there's uncertainty, there's a great deal of fear because you're like, I right. just don't know. I don't know who to right. trust. I don't know what to hold on to. Right. And I think that when I, when I heard your statement, I wish I could be a Christian, I, I, I thought, you know what? I, and I just finished reading this book uh, by this anthropologist, it's called uh, "When God Talks Back," and I'll put I'll put a I'll put a link to the book in the show notes for anybody that wants to read it. It's an amazing read, and I just finished reading that when you said that, and I was thinking about how in this book um, there's a lot of talk about the practices of Christianity, separate from the beliefs of Christianity, and sometimes I think that people. F- People feel like you can only practice spirituality or spiritual things, spiritual practices, if you subscribe to all the beliefs. Right. So, like, you might find some peace from meditation or prayer or going to church or going to a mosque or going to do yoga, whatever whatever you may find some peace in. But for whatever reason, in America, a lot of the evangelical, evangelical community has— um, positioned Christianity in such a way that like, we're going to take all our stuff. (laughs) Like if if you, if there's any one of these lists of things that you don't believe that you can't pray anymore, you can't come sit with us. And, you know, like, and and, and there's certainly a lot of churches that are like, you know, you don't have to believe like us to, to, you know, 
to to belong. Right. But often, even in that kind of question, is that really true? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it really like can I truly belong <laughs> if I don't believe right. everything that you're you know that you're saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, you kind of like experienced the whole like uh, sense of not belonging. Yeah. You know, once you, once you, again, once you said this, that, that very interesting phrase of, I no longer consider myself to be exclusively Christian. Right. Well, well, I think, I think the thing is, when you say belong, like, what are we talking about, right? So, are we talking about like when I come into your, your sanctuary, your, your church service? Are you just saying, like, you're going to be nice to me? You're saying, like, I can see, <laughs> like, cool, I can belong that way. But, like, at what point do we, I feel like, I agree with you. Like, there's, like, a certain line where, like, all right, we're going to be nice to you. You can eat with us. You can hang out with us. Ooh, but ah, you can't cross that line. Like, it's just yeah, yeah. that line. But it's, like, we know that there's a lot. There's a certain line where at some point it's, like, all right, we different than each other. We're, we're really not the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, I definitely think that's a reality. I mean, is that really true? Like you said, is that true for yeah. real? <laughs> yeah, is it, is it really true that I, I really do belong? So now, without having, um, you know, when you say, you know, I wish I could be a Christian for, during a time like this, yeah. and you obviously came to a place of peace and resolution, you know, what allowed you to find the peace that you were looking for without without you having to run back to like the prodigal son to, you know, yeah. to a church and, and get re- and rededicate your life or get rebaptized or whatever, whatever, whatever the language is. Right, right, right. Um, I think, well, I, number one, I don't know that I found the peace. Like I, I, I'm, okay. I'm better than I was before because when I realized, because this is what I realized. I, I don't really, I wasn't saying I wanted to be a Christian, What I was right. saying was I wanted something to make me feel safe. I wanted something mm. that I could just grab onto something that I could do really quick. Like, you know, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm like, a real I, quick formula. <laughs> yeah. A real, a real quick one. I yeah. got me. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm straight. I just yeah, want yeah, something yeah. like that. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I realized that's what it was, then it just, it just took me to this place of like, okay, what is, I'm, I'm uncertain, but the reality is what was ever certain. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, mm. I may have felt like things were stable before, but if they falling apart like this right now, they clearly wasn't that stable. You know what I'm saying? They just felt stable. They felt certain. And mm. so because I felt like things were good, I was good. Mm. And now that things don't feel as good, now I don't feel as good. And so that took me to this place of like, okay, I'm doing this thing backwards, right? I have to, I have to live from the inside out, right? And so I have to, I can find that goodness inside of me. And even when things are falling apart around me, I can stop and say, okay, but I'm still good. My wife is healthy. My wife is here. My kids, you know, they're healthy. They here. We good. We in the house. We got food. We got water. We got, we got what we need. You know what I'm saying? And if it, if it, the time comes where we don't, we're gonna figure that out. But right now, in this present moment. We good, you know. Mm. Um, mm. And so, you know, I was I was getting trapped in the thinking about the future. Oh, well, what if this happens? What if, what if that mm. happens? What if we? Mm. All right, well, none of that has happened yet. So you, I'm working myself up over things that's that's not even real, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. 
I think I go, I teeter back and forth. And so I started to write this post today, or I don't know if I'm going to post it, but I was thinking about the permission to believe um, that things are going to get better, right? So like, wow. I'll, be, I'll be sitting around or I'll be sitting watching the news or doing something and I'll think, man, you know, or bef- no, before I watch the news, I'll think, man, we're going to be all right. Things, things are going to be great. You know, life is going to get better. It may not be what we thought it was, but it's going to be good. We're going to come on the other side of this. We're going to be good. And then I watch the news or, you know, I, I emailed a friend that is, that lives in the Philippines and he was telling me what it's like there. Mm. And then I thought, is it irresponsible for me to be positive? Is it irresponsible for me to think mm. oh, we're going to mm. be good? We're going to be good. Mm. And so I was just like, man, like, and I still don't know the answer to this, but yeah. like, do we need the permission to believe that things are going to be all right? Dang. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't yeah. know, man. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, so I, I, rest, I, I get that tension. I've had that tension. I, like, cause I, so when all this stuff started happening, there were some, some folks that I saw, you know, I'm friends with these people and, and I've been friends with them. Um, and, and I saw a lot of Christian rhetoric that was, we don't live in fear. You know, guys not called us live in fear. We live in faith. And these were all people that were considering having church services on the, the first weekend before everything got shut down and people that were just wanting to go on with life as usual saying all those things. And so I was like, yeah, why are we creating this, this sort of false dichotomy between fear and faith as if, as if you can't have a healthy amount of fear, which, which is a, a natural thing that human, we as human beings have that oftentimes alerts us to danger. Why does that have to be in contrast to having faith that things will be okay? Right. And and I and as I started thinking about that tension, and I was having this these you know doing these Facebook lives or whatever, and I was talking about this, and I and I wanted I kept stopping short of saying we're all going to be fine, mm. because the reality is, right, we may not all be fine, you know, like well, well the like, reality is we not all fine. We're, we're not exactly exactly you know right. people are dying from this virus, people right, are dying right. from all kinds of things, right? So right, right, so right. then. I, I, it kind of just brings me to that, that story um, about the Hebrew boys in Babylon mm-hmm. when they were like, you know, they were facing the furnace and they were like, we don't know how this is going to turn out. Yeah, yeah. You know, th- their faith was like, we are confident that the God we serve is going to rescue us from your hand. Right, right. But that's what they want to say. However, however, if you throw us in this fire, right, 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 we still have faith. And I think that's the tension you're talking about. It's like, it's that but. It's like, yeah, we're going to be good. But even if we're not. Right, right. And I think that's kind of what I, what I hear you when you talked about, you know, the whole, what your dad used to say about, about Christianity was like the grasping for you, you were kind of grasping for the, the, the what's on the other side of well, this, well, this don't turn out the way I want it to. You know, it's it's not like, and I think sometimes, like, certainly in my life, I've seen like this this confusion around it. Mean like what faith means is that I have faith in the outcome, but like a greater faith is the faith that like ultimately it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No matter what happens, you know what I'm saying? It's all good. Ultimately, it's all good. You know, like 
whatever comes, it's it's ultimately in the biggest, the biggest, grandest scheme. You know what I mean? It's 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 all good. But like, I love that idea that you just brought up. That's why I talk so much when you say about like yeah. needing the permission. Yeah, yeah. To be hopeful. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I find myself, you know, I, like I'm listening for. That's why I watch the news because I'm I'm listening for those statistics, right? Where it's like. Oh, it's looking better. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for example, in New York, <laughs> in New York they said, um, I think they said on Sunday it was doubling. Like, I, was it case? I want to say cases were doubling every day. Mm. And now, so that was Sunday. Then it was like Monday and Tuesday. It doubled. Like, um, no, it didn't. It didn't double. Monday and Tuesday, it like it went up, but it didn't go up as much as doubled. Right. And then today it went up, but it didn't go up as much as like three times. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we still in a tough position, but we getting better. We getting better. (laughs) So so I'm like, right. So I'm like, that's my proof. Like, okay, we're going to come out on the other side of this, you know? Mm. But then Mm. my friend emails me from the Philippines and he like, man, our grocery store shut down. We can't go nowhere. I'm trying to, you know, I'm like, oh man. Yeah, it could go there. Right, it could go super left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so, but it's just like, do I have a permission to be hopeful mm. even when it's looking real bleak out here? Mm. I don't know. I don't who know. Do you, who do you think gives us that permission? Who or what gives us the permission to hope? Yeah, so I think that's what I deal with. That's... What you the question you just asked when you said who gives us the permission? I see, I think that so for me, I've been uncertain about everything for so long. I mean, since I've been on this journey, 20, let me see, Kingston was born 2015. So like 2015 to now, I've been in this place of just just total like uncertainty, like just, mm-hmm. I would just say, like another word I would say is like untethered. Like I just been like out here, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, it's cool when you, when you're uncertain and you don't know inward, like it's cool inwardly when everything outside of you is straight, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got, yeah. you know, got two cars, yeah. got enough food in the house, you know, the yeah. kids are good. You know, I got a nice little routine that I'm following. Cool. But now that all of that is shaped, you know, every, everybody's home now with us. We don't have no real routine. You know, we just waking up, figuring it out every day. So now that's uncertain. And I'm uncertain inwardly. It's just like, okay, what, what do I grab onto? You know what I'm saying? And yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. yeah. No, I would. I just I'm listening, man, and I think this. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think this is why there was there's this um, this term, and and, um, and any any like any of you extremely you know smart linguistic or scholarly people out there, you know, forgive me if I pronounce this word wrong, but there's this term. Uh, it's called anawim, that was about the virtue of the poor. It was this sort of idea that. Um, Ancient people, probably even up until I would say the you know 18, 17, 17, 1800s or nineteen hundreds, even had this idea of 
there being a virtue to the poor that like people who don't have anything at all, don't have all of the attachments that we have, that those people have a relationship to the divine that is absolutely pure and rich and and anchors them and gives them hope. And I've I even heard of people that went to third world countries as missionaries that were like, yo, I want to live like that with that kind of peace. Like they don't have any of the things we have. Right, right. Right. But but yet they have this like peace about them. Um, and so as you were talking, I just kind of thought about that, like, you know, I wonder if um, it is in times like these that we rediscover our connection to the divine, regardless of what we call God, mm-hmm. Allah, or whatever we call God, right? Yeah. I, I think I think people get hung up too much on what that name is. And I think the divine is like, you know, I'm here and I can be found. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's in moments like these where it's like, I don't have anything else. Yeah. You know, like I, I, everything, every structure I thought I could trust and rely right, on. Right. right. It's gone. Right. Right. You know, but I think, I think you, you asked the question, well, who gives us that permission? Yeah. Yes, sir. The thing that I was running into was I don't, I, I don't look at God the same way that I used to look at God, where I used to right. look at God as like, Oh, God, this person has covered me and he's watching over and keeping me and protecting me. And so I'm good. And so, so now that I don't look at God that way and I'm like, all right, I I do believe that God is good, but that also doesn't mean that because God is good, like God is sitting next to me and he's like blocking stuff from hitting me. You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, I can get that. I, I got you. Oh, not, bro. That, not that. Not that. Not that. Right, right. And so, so then it's like, okay. Then, so that brings me back to like when I think about Jesus, right? And he's like, you know, not my will, but your will be done. So to me, it's like this acknowledgement of like, okay, God is not going to keep bad shit from happening to you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you might have to feel some of this. And yeah. you might have to die behind this. Yeah. Like, and, and for me, and then the other thing for me, my fear is, is never been about myself, right? Mm-hmm. So as soon as I'm hearing about the coronavirus, the first thing I think, oh, what if my kids get this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what if my wife catches something like this and I can't do nothing about it? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I got, and then, and then I got to just be like, all right, all this stuff is happening. And then I'm, I got to be in this place where it's like, all right, but I know, I know that, you know, all things happen, you know, for a purpose, right? The universe is moving. What? (laughs) But it's, but it's easy. It's easier for me, at least it's easier for me to just say, God got us. You know what I'm saying? God, we're going to be all right. Cause God got us. Like, we covered by his blood, you know? And, yeah. and I, I don't want to yeah. say, I'm not saying that to say that I think, I, I feel like a lot of times when, when these conversations are happening and, and people say these things, they mean it to, to like demean Christians, right? They mean, right, it, right, 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 right. oh, Christians are so stupid for doing that. But my thing right. is, we all do it in some form or fashion. And Absolutely. so when I look at Christians, I say, man, I'm, I'm like envious 
that you that you have that that you have something that you could just grab onto, whether it's true or not, whether whether you you know you might you might still die from it, whatever. But you got some in that moment to give you some peace, man. That's enviable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for and, sure. Um, it absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, you know, ah, man, I, I think there is something rich for any person out there who is is in a similar boat as you are. That would say, you know what, I I don't have these anchors that that traditional religious people have in times like these. Um, But I think there's just something to like realizing that we are not in control, you know, like that, whether you are a person who believes uh, the Bible cover to cover or whatever religious book you read cover to cover, or you, you are part of a faith community and you, you subscribe to everything that, that, you know, is being taught. Um, all of us have to come to grips with the reality that we're not in control. Like, but, but see, but see, <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's that's one of the things that I put in my piece, though. That the appeal. This is the appeal of religion, or or one of the appeals, right? Like, yeah, yeah. we're not in control. However. Yeah, if you're a Christian, you could say, yo, you know, I'm I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I believe. Boom. I got it. That's one of the Yeah, I mean, you can it is. Right. And and I think it is. And I don't want to burst anybody's bubble and tell them there's no Santa Claus. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not what I'm here to do. <laughs> but the reality is, like you said, let's it's it, it goes back to like what I just said about a few minutes ago about the, you know, the Hebrew boys and what they said. You know, we think it's gonna work this way, but it may not. And even if it doesn't, we still have faith. There were there were the martyrs who like were in the Colosseums being ripped apart by animals and and, and, and you know they were being killed for their faith. They were like they believed in God and they had Psalm ninety one just like just like all the Christians right now who were throwing <laughs> Psalm ninety one you know writing on the doorpost that, 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 that as a way of feeling as though if right. I do this God will protect me and I'm not here to rob anybody of that. Believe that. Mm-hmm. I'm also saying. Oh, I like that. You didn't say but or however. I like that. That was good. I am, I am, I am also saying <laughs> that there are people who believe Psalm 91 who died, who got sick, who had calamity come into their lives, who yeah. lost loved ones tragically. Those things happen. Again, saying, yes, we can believe and, be, and have faith in all those things, and we should have faith in all those things. If, that, if you're a person who does have that faith, you should continue to have that faith. We should also be mindful of the fact that we are not in control. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't get to control it. We can quote yeah. the scriptures. We can do all those things. At the end of the day, we don't get to control it. We can find peace in the practice of spirituality, whatever that is. You found peace in, in writing, you know, and in reading, and, and in you know, looking for some hope on the news. I mean, you know, good luck with that. Right. But like, you found peace, or, or found peace in your family, in your in your children, in your yeah. wife, man. Like, you know, I, I just I just want you to know, man. I'm I, as your brother, bro. I, I'm I'm you. I, I mean, you already know this. I'm just. I guess I'm just saying this for the for for uh, for the listeners. <laughs> for the listeners, okay. Um, and I guess for any of the listeners, man, if y'all can get access to 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 me, I I want to be there for you as well. Um, 
you know, we're all in this, in this together and, and I'm doing these sort of quarantine episodes, you know, for folks to not only, not just to have something to listen to, but to have something to hear people processing the things that you're processing, you know, cause you're like, what you said about this whole situation is just, is just real. Mm, That's right, where a, right. a lot of people are at right now. Yeah. So man, before we wrap, man, is there anything that you would like, you know, say that you want to say as, as we like say goodbye to everybody? Um, about any of this, about your own journey, about like, you know, peace. Well, I, I was just going to ask you, you know, how have you been handling or how have you been feeling in this whole situation? Yeah, I mean, I felt the uncertainty of it. I haven't really been as concerned about, um, you know, getting sick or anyone in my family getting sick. Um, I have sort of come to this place where it's like, you know, I, I don't, there's nothing I can do outside of washing my hands, staying indoors, you know, trying not to touch my face as much as possible. It's, it's crazy though. Anytime I go outside, my face starts itching so bad. <laughs> like all I want to do is scratch my face. My eyes start itching. I mean, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. So, right. but like I, I, I've been trying to, you know, do all of those things, but outside of that, man, if you know, I, I don't have control. And, and I'm really grateful to be learning that in this time that yeah. like, I can't, I can't make the world what I want it to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, and none of us can. Um, and so, yeah, man, that's that's kind of where I've been at, man. You know, just, you know, I, I, I am, I'm, I am concerned uh, for people, you know, who've lost their jobs. Like you said earlier about the whole comic book industry, that you know, that that's just one of many. That's just one industries, yeah. and you know, and and groups of people affected through this, you know, economically. So those folks, I'm. Concerned about, but I'm hopeful that like we will find a, a more humane way of dealing with each other when it comes to trade after all this Yo, is over. I do want to throw this out there because you brought up control. Yes, sir. And I was watching one of um, President Donald Trump's press conferences. Okay. All right. And he right. said something real interesting. He said, you know, we're going to help people. You know, we're going to, you know, get this. I think they were talking about like the stimulus package. He said, we're going to help people. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then he said, because this is nobody's fault. We're going to help people because this is nobody's fault. Mm -hmm. And I immediately started to think about capitalism. And I immediately, this is a little bit of a tangent, mm -hmm. but I was thinking about, you know, no, it's there. capitalism, you know, it, basically it's, it's like, look, if you don't work, you don't eat. Exactly. It's, you know, you, you're in control of your outcome. So you work, you eat. Yeah. So now we're looking at a whole, I mean, a whole lot, like what? Millions of people potentially yeah. who yeah. want to work, can't work. What, what's going to happen? Yeah. And what, what would, what would their healthcare be? Those people who lost their healthcare, you know, like all of those things. Like, again, I think we're, I think we have run ourselves. I, I shouldn't say we've run ourselves. I think the coronavirus has run us into a place that like, I hope it is that it's inevitable that we have to turn and look at some of these more, um, more holistic and more um, egalitarian ways of, of living with each other. I, I hope, I hope that's an outcome of this. And it seems right. to me like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not an economist, nor am I the smartest man in the world, you know, but I hope that, you know, that's an outcome that comes out of all this for sure. Or, yeah. 
I think it'll be. Man, good. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Um, you know, you said you mentioned earlier that you're working on some projects, and I will certainly make sure everybody can stay in touch with you and your social media handles, so they can know what's going on with you, man. I appreciate you coming on. Man, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. I love you, man. Yes, sir. Love you too. Hey, and thank you guys for listening. I want to say thank you to Comfort Fit for the music. The song you're listening to is called "Sorry." Hey, thank you guys who have subscribed to the podcast, who have, who have reviewed it, who have rated it who've shared it with friends and loved ones. And thank you so much for all that you guys do for Existential, which, you know, right now is just listen. But thank you for doing that. Uh, and thank you for uh, helping us to contend for a better world, one conversation at a time.